Well, hi, everybody. Um, I'm Mark Boyle, and I'm going to do a podcast here. And uh, I talked about a little bit of my court case in my last podcast, which I just uploaded like an hour ago or so, so I could actually use the words. I just uploaded a podcast. So I wanted to talk a little bit about some some things that I have come to the realization that are quite important. And that is what we consider important and, and worthy of our time, I think is something that we need as preppers and just sane people that we need to reevaluate in our lives. Because I just spent a good two years grappling with the city on this permit process and and it was it was definitely a principled argument and fight um, kind of like you know if you're a sheepdog and you want to protect the world I wanted to be a, a political sheepdog and protect the world in my community and you know what? I, I, I came to the conclusion that even sheepdogs get shot. So in this fight of mine, um, what it boiled down to was I had prepared quite well, and I had some really good logical arguments. Yes, I was extremely nervous, and I, and I might not have presented them well. But I did talk to an extremely good lawyer that I should have hired before I went into court. But like I said, it was a principle thing, not a money thing. Um, he said, you know, odds are if I'd have been in court and the judge would have seemed to have that attitude, I could have argued and objected. But he said, sounds like they didn't agree with you, or at least the judge didn't agree with you. And he shouldn't have walked into that situation with a bias, but he did. And he goes, you could appeal it for fifteen, twenty thousand dollars and maybe get it overturned, but he goes, That's a really big maybe. And and a maybe like that that costs you fifteen thousand dollars, say, is really not a good investment. Your return on investment is is pretty fucking low. So I, I think the fix was in. And like I said, I wasn't really fighting so much about one principle as more of the other. You know, my city code is international building code that they adopted. Fine code. Makes a lot of sense. But they adopted it by reference, which the state constitution said you can't do when there's rules or fines and penalties, which they tend to ignore. And then it says that you have to be in, you know, construction of or maintenance of commercial and residential buildings, which is pretty easy to understand that, you know, this house here is not a residential building. It's my private residence. So I lost, and that's fine. I'm, I'm going to become compliant. I'm going to be a good little serf, and I'm going to do what they want. And, and, and it will end quicker that way because I can become compliant and be done with this for just the same amount of money as it would have cost me two years ago. So if I hadn't gotten hung up on principle, I would be done with this already.
but it appears that as I call them the the sunshine patriots of you know my community and my county you know and and I think it's the the league of cities that are really funded by George Soros and and people like that and so you're not going to win that fight because they're well-funded, they're well-brainwashed and all that. I think that we're not heading for a cliff. I think we've already gone off the cliff. And now we're just looking at each other like Thelma and Louise as we fly off the Grand Canyon. And we might have our foot on the brake because we thought, oh, bad idea, but it's too fucking late. I think with the sanctions that you know this administration put on Putin didn't work. And there's some slight murmurs that we can reverse this. But anybody that's, you know, fired guns and has some training and understands the principle of physics, you you can't take a bullet back. Once that trigger's pulled, it's going to go where it goes. And I think the, the brain-dead, inept, vapid people that run this administration honestly thought that maybe, you know, like that movie Wanted, I think that was the one with Angelina Jolie where, where they could you know, pew, bend bullets and stuff like that. And not bend the bullet, but make it go around things because of the energy when you fired it. But really, if you're going like that and you pull the trigger, it goes that way. It doesn't care about the, you know, doesn't work. And so they thought it would hit this rock. It's a flat rock. And then it'll bounce over there and it'll bounce off that piece of metal and ricochet over here and knock the gun out of Putin's hands, like in a Western which anybody that has studied more than physics, you know, junior high physics, knows that that's not going to fucking happen ever. Too much geometry, too much physics, too much of everything. For to even make a plan that would possibly destroy America's economy based on pie-in-the-sky horseshit. But apparently that's what they did. And so you, they can't take the bullet back. And now, as of Friday, just last Friday, which was uh, today's this, the 11th, so the 8th, um, Putin now backs his ruble with gold. So he says, you can buy rubles, at, or you can, you can buy gold or oil, at, and he backed it, I, I'm saying this wrong, basically... Um, a gram of gold costs 5,000 rubles. So he's tacked it to gold, which he has a lot of, and other commodities. But gold is now his, the backing of his currency, like we used to do. And so when you do the math, I think there's 20-some grams in, a, in an ounce or whatever. But anyway, when you do all that math, it comes to $1,200 an ounce. 
So therefore, he's selling his oil and his petroleum and his natural gas and his wheat and everything at a discounted price. Because in America, you can't buy an ounce of gold for $1,200. It's like 19, almost $2,000. So he's offering an $800 discount, which any investor is going to take. Just boom, straight up. They might not even want oil. They'll just go out and buy rubles because investors with money are always looking places to hide their money or not to hide it like in a sneaky way, but just to, can I set it over here to where no one will fuck with it? And they used to buy bonds, but see, bonds are paying no hardly no interest and inflation's at 9%, probably 18 really, but let's just say, let's just say it's 8%, like all the, the fuzzy math people in Washington are saying. We're still losing 7% of your money just eaten up by inflation or interest. But to a lot of big investors, that's okay because they can park it there for 10 years and not worry about something happening to it. But as Russia found out, they had $300 billion parked in, you know, in the reserve, Federal Reserve, and, and the government just stole it. So your money's about that safe. Right now, it's actually less than that safe because you're not a superpower with fucking nuclear weapons. So investors are going to look at this and go, well, wait a minute. I'm going to buy rubles because they're going to go up. And if I, if I, I buy them at the exchange rate of gold, however the money people do that, um, I'm basically paying $1,200 an ounce for gold. So they're going to jump all over that because they know the minute our dollar crashes, which is pretty much on the fucking verge of doing that, their investment goes up, bam, like 10, 20, 30, 40 fold, and maybe even higher. So they're all going to, they're already in China and Japan and around the whole world are dumping our bonds and, uh, and, and offloading our dollars, just like here. So they're all going to come back to here, which means there'll be, let's say, $100 trillion in paper dollars in the country. Well, if, if you studied supply and demand, you're going to know that it's going to take a lot more of those paper dollars to buy a loaf of bread. So we will end up like Zimbabwe, spending a million dollars for a loaf of bread, taking wheelbarrows full of money to the grocery store to buy one loaf of bread, which is what happened in Zimbabwe, happened in the Weimar Republic. It's, 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 it's kind of like physics. You know, what goes up must come down. You, you can whine and bitch and cry about it all you want. You can believe that the sun rises in the West all you want. It's still going to come up in the morning in the fucking East, and that's the end of the story. Now, if you're from some other planet, and you go, on my planet, it comes up in the north. Well, good for you. But this is Earth. So the dollar is going to crash. And I just spent quite a bit of time talking with you know people that I think are way smarter than I am, because they are, um, talking about you know our community here, like some of the members of city council, because I went over there to ask them to do one last thing for me, which they probably won't do. And, and they were saying, well, you know, we owe it to our community to look at the bigger picture. So while the city 
council are looking into some kind of forensic audit about you know all of our departments and this and that are we are we spending money which could cost seven eight hundred thousand dollars for this forensic audit which may end up because we're such a small town and we only have 75 employees and departments throughout the town might save four percent because everybody's running pretty lean because we we went through the 08 crisis and 09 in our little community that just pretty much decimated and i mean they were doing furloughs and working four days a week and shit like that we're just pulling out of that so they understand it so let's say it saves them five percent so every year from then on, they, they save 5% of a $20 million budget. Well, let's see, 10% would be two, so it's maybe a million dollars a year. It might pay off, but maybe. See, there's, there's no guarantees how much it will save. There's no guarantee that they'll even find anything that they can find the savings for, but we will be out that money. So, you know, a couple of them are like, this is just a waste of fucking money because we're not spending like crazy and we haven't been for since 2008. So they feel pretty comfortable that this is a waste of money and so do I. But, you know, people are saying, hey, what about we become like Venezuela? Like that. Because that's, you know, and and we spent like a couple hours trying to figure out how does this happen? Not like how, because you know, fucking Biden, that's how. But, you know, let's say that everybody flees from the dollar and the dollar crashes. Well, it's not like a car crashed where you actually felt it and see it. It just becomes worthless. And then you go to the bank to use your, you know, get, you know, some cash out and it, it doesn't work because the systems are down. It's a glitch. We'll get back with you. What they're trying to do is stop a run on the bank. So now you can't go shopping. Well, you might be one of them patient motherfuckers, but I am not. So what if you go to one of the big box stores to buy your food, like Walmart, and your EBT card doesn't work? We saw riots like that happen within hours, years ago, back I think it was 2008. So... All of a sudden, people are like, hey, wait a minute. My card's not working. This is a government card. What do you mean there's no money in it and you're trying to stop whatever and there's a glitch in the system? Because the word will spread pretty quick. So do you have a day? Do you have a couple days? I mean, if you're smart and you see it because you're watching and reading the writing on the wall, which is sprayed with like graffiti on a pristine white wall in big orange letters, the end is nigh. Your money is fucked. And you're, you're, you're paying attention to that and you're attuned to that. Then you're going to run out to the bank immediately. Boom. Unless you're out of town, then you're fucked. And you're going to buy up as much as you can. And then if your car don't work, they might take a check still. Maybe. If you have a checking account. A lot of people don't. So, by day one, it's over. The party's over. For those people that waited, they waited too long. So now how long is it before it starts to slow fucking collapse? 
Is it slow in the sense of a week, two weeks? I mean, if you read One Second After by William Forston, you'll see that, you know, it happened pretty quick. And they were in a very small rural area. I am not in a small rural area. It's a small town. But there's a lot of shit around us. So freeway right over there. And I think in One Second After, there was a freeway pretty close to this property. So I guess we're pretty close. It didn't take long for people to start going, wait a fucking minute. And then when the crackheads and the losers and the heroin addicts all wake up, well, I don't know, like four in the afternoon, they're like, hey, man, what the fuck's going on? Do the, do the systems start to, to collapse because there's, there's no money? You know, and it's not a hack. It just quits functioning because they start switching things off to keep us from our little plea brains from panicking. So that's the scenario I see. And I see it happening super quick. Now, if in another year we're still alive and well and somehow this administration pulls their head out of their ass and saves us from going financially bankrupt, which, you know, economists have been talking about for years, even without the sanctions on Russia. It just made Russia in a position to where they could link with all the BRIC nations, which they wanted to do for years, but they were afraid to, because look what we did to Qaddafi when he tried to stop using the dollar. It fucking killed him. But now you have China, Russia, India, all these companies said, we'll buy using the BRIC system instead of the Swiss system. What can we do about it? Not a fucking thing, because we're right in the middle of something that could go nuclear. So while we're distracted with all this bullshit about Ukraine good, Ukraine bad, Ukraine good, Ukraine bad, they're over there fucking fixing shit and getting this close to just flipping a switch and turning off the U.S. petrodollar. Boom. And so... I'm not sure, like Russia might default in a three, $400 million deal that they owe because they told us, we'll pay you in rubles. And we're like, we'll only take dollars. And they're like, you can't take our dollars. You've said so. We'll pay you in rubles. And, and we want them to pay in dollars so that re, kind of resets the playing field a little bit. I think Putin, even though they've never gone default since what the, the, the fucking czars you know, got thrown out of Russia. Russia's very, they got a super credit rating. They've never defaulted, ever. They might just go, well, if you won't take rubles, call us when you will. So if you want to say we're in default, well, fuck you. Take it out of the 300 billion you stole from us last month. Well, they, they got options, we don't. So with all that said, Methinks that what my focus needs to be on, and so does yours, not on this peripheral shit. It's like, I guess if you want to quote the Bible, be in the world, but not of the world. Last two, three years, I've been of the world, really worrying about like, oh my God, I'll sue them and I'll fuck them over and I'll say no and then I'll fight and I'll get a restraining order. I don't care. You know, I did get, a rather large generator. It's not a whole house generator, but it's it'll run my fridge, my freezer, my computer shit, and some lights in this part of the house. <laughs> Easy. 
I can close off the rest of the house and stay warm and toasty all I want. There's a bathroom right there. So I have a, a, a you know transfer switch hooked up that'll kick on automatically. It actually even starts my generator. And I think that was all under $1,500. So I didn't go out and buy a whole home bullshit generators. And uh, once I get done crawling around under the house a little bit more, it'll be hooked to the, my propane tank. And then I can save my smaller tanks for other important shit. So I, myself, as for me in my home, I'm going to start leveling up and stepping up my preps because I honestly see it coming. It's, it's as clear as storm clouds just over the horizon heading my way. I can watch the radar report and go, it's coming right toward me. Not maybe right bucking toward me because they're right bucking there. I'm not looking at it from some, you know, international space station going, yeah, it might hit me. No, it's right bucking there. So I am going to take quite literally, and I've said this before, you know, I had a big old thing one time, bye-bye prepper guy. I'm going to shut everything the fuck down. I just, I, I, I've been trying for seven years. I've been doing podcasts like this. And, you know, to my four or 500 faithful listeners every week, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to take that money from my five websites and everything I do. And I'm going to take a portion of it and give it to John Jeffers from Contra Radio Network. So I will still be uploading my podcast in video form to CRN. I think it's crn.best as far as Podbeam's concerned, but I'll have to look it up yourself. And and then that might help him build the network he's trying to build. I can still be part of the solution, hopefully. But, you know, I got, you know, $30, $40 a month in just maintenance fees for my, um, my hosting. I have, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a yearly thing with Podbean. Which isn't that much, but still. I, I pay almost $80 every every quarter, so four times a year. So that's $360 a year for Thrive Themes Suite to run my websites. I'm going to take all my email accounts and just shut them the fuck down, except my free one, Um which is probably, I, I might set one up, Mark the Prepper Guy. I think there's Mark the Prepper Guy at gmail.com. Any of the Gmail ones I might keep open. Like I have G Mark Boyle at gmail.com. Um, so I'm, I might, you know, I'll, I'm going to keep one or two of the Google ones because I, I don't even have to check them. I really don't even care. But all the ones that are tied to my websites, I'm just going to do away with. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. And, and it's not that I've been beat down or worn down from this court case or, you know, not done licking my wounds from that ass kicking. It's just I learned that, you know, I stepped into the schoolyard to, to fight the bully that was taking everybody's lunch money. And everybody was so thankful. Oh, yeah. You go, you go, Mark. And then I got, I got my ass beat. I got a good beat down. I mean, I'm facing ten thousand dollars in fines. 
I mean, I, I've got a way with a court order to change that and lower it down to just becoming compliant. And that's what I'm going to do. Still four or $5,000, but I would have paid that anyway. I wouldn't have paid 10, but I would have paid four or 5,000 for the permit anyway. So whatever. It's not that. It's just everybody was so happy that I was going to fight. But if 10% of the people in my community actually cared, that would have been five, 600 people. If they'd all gave me $10, I could have hired a lawyer and I could have probably beat this. Over a couple months, I could have enough money to appeal it. I could do a lot of things. And if I felt the support was there, I would do it. But it's not. I mean, you know, it's nice to pat people on the back and say, good job. You tried. Oh. Well, this is my life, my stress, my blood pressure levels for the last two years. And while everybody else is just sitting back, you know, on Facebook going, geez, Mark, just get a permit. Quit being a whiny bitch. You know, it's like, you know, you're right. I don't care anymore. And I honestly, I don't care anymore. Now, if a group of people want to get together in another year and go, Mark, let's rethink this. We've got some money. Ah, fucking good. I'll help them figure it out. I'll point them in the right fucking direction. But I, I, I have, I have you know six kids that you know, between me and my wife, ten grandkids, and there's me and my wife and my little dog, my little dog too. So, that's my focus. Not to save this community that doesn't care. So look around, you know, if you study and you know, and you have, you know, like uh, Glenn Tate on Facebook, you know, he's one that wrote the 299 Days series. He, he posted a really good article on economic things. I, I can't remember the name of the, the article or the guy because I closed it off my, my website here, my, my browser. But uh, really good kind of explains this is how shit happens. And this is like how far in the grinder we are before we come out the other side as hamburger. So I guess if you don't have all your preps in order, it's not a big deal, but start working on it. Stop getting into these little fights like I did. If, you, if you're spending an hour or two or two a day on Facebook, stop it. You know, we hate Facebook. Oh, we're all so happy that Elon Musk bought, you know, 10% of Twitter. Now maybe things will be back and we'll get our fucking freedom of speech back. And then he says, I'm not going to be on the board of directors. Well, then what does that mean? I don't know. Do I care? No. What I care about was when I wake up in the morning, if the power's out, my generator came on and didn't let my fridge and freezer ruin all my fucking food. That's what I care about. I don't need lights. I don't need air conditioning. I don't even need this fucking computer. If it gets to that point. So what do you need? You need a roof over your head, shelter. You're going to need water and, and, and fire. And, you know, it's just fucking it. Food, water, fire, shelter, whatever the fuck those four Fs are. You know? So stop wasting time if you want to get facebook to stop censoring you just log off and never log back on again 
If they lose a couple billion people that are on their plane, they might go, oh, wait a fuck. People aren't just mad and bitching. They just fucking walked away. You know, if they were bitching, that was great because now we got more fucking users that are bitching. See, they, they thrive and feed off of our bitching because every time we bitch, it's in the form of a tweet or a fucking post. So they're making money no matter how bad. In fact, if they piss us off even more and censor us even more, they get more feedback being filtered through their money machine called Facebook. Google. So just fucking walk away. Stop playing. Their game's set up to where you're not going to win. So fuck it. You're not going to win. Walk away. Because then you will win. Uh, it looks like a wasp flew in here. Oh, well, whatever. So you need to start taking care of yourself. Pick a reason and start doing it. The more you focus on what happened yesterday and social media, the more it ruins your tomorrow. You know, and, 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 and there's the old expression, without emotion, there's no motion. They thrive on that. They need your emotion to hate them and everyone around you, and especially those people over there. Hate whitey, hate the black guy, hate the brown guy, hate the Asian guy, hate anybody you want. Just post about it on Facebook and then we'll censor you because we'll call it hate speech and then you can hate us and bitch even fucking more. We do, all this interconnectivity doesn't help us as a people. That's the mark of the beast everyone talks about. Not this fucking food chip thing or a passport. Mark of the Beast is having an account on social media and then wasting all your fucking time hating people because the beast has divided your, your senses up into little departments. So just stop. Fucking stop. So I have a few more things I have to get, you know, topped off, I guess I would say. I've got food. I've got the ability to to hunt and capture food. There's, there's water, there's ponds, there's artesian wells in this part of the state. There's water up in the hills, granite bucking mountains, which are pretty bulletproof. So there's places to retreat to if I have to. Yeah, I got packing equipment, hiking equipment. My neighbor's got 20 fucking mules. You know, so I'm pretty well set up, which was intentional. So the only thing I could think about that I would need that everyone talks about is like, well, how's your battery situation? It's like, you know what? Batteries eventually die and the piece of equipment that you use dies also. How many bullets you got? Huh? Bullets run out. They get wet. Your gun fucking gets broken, run over by a tank or whatever. You know, so what you need is to be able to breathe, to drink water and eat. And maybe motivate your ass out of a bad situation. So I don't need batteries. I mean, I, I have enough propane and gas to where my generator would keep my fridge and freezer cool off and on. Don't let it run all day, just off and on for probably five, six months. All that shit, I'll be done eating it. In fact, if it gets really bad, I'll just start thawing it out one piece at a time, jerking it and making something out of it, smoking it salting it, you know, because I got huge fucking hams and stuff, to where I'll be good. I thought this 
hard, but got that close to buying a a freeze dryer from whatever the fuck they are. Really good company. But most of the stuff that people freeze dry is, is plant-based food, which I, I've told you guys I don't eat that. In a, in a collapse, I'm not going to eat any of it. I'm going to eat completely meat because I can shoot it anywhere. I can prepare it any fucking where and move on. Just like the Indians did. So I see it as I'm this close to being completely squared away for the new reality that we're about to face. Are you? You know, that was the one slogan Contra Radio Network used to do that I thought was kind of cool. It's like, you know, it just said Contra Radio Network. Are you? Which can be applied to anything. Are you ready? Are you squared away? Are you financially secure? Are you food secure? Are you healthy? Are you uh, trained in whatever it is you're going to be doing? So I always thought that was cool. So ask yourself, am I? I think most people that have been prepping more than a year are more squared away than they think. Now, if they're buying into, oh my God, I need you know, all this stuff, then no, you'll never be squared away because the circumstances will change all the time. But right now we're looking at pretty much an economic collapse. And like I've said before, one collapse leads to all collapse. If, If the grid goes down, society goes down, finances collapse, everything collapses. Finances collapse, nobody's working, nobody's showing up, power plants go offline, everything shuts down. There's no power. Everybody hates their neighbor. Society collapses and destroys. Society collapses. You can't go to work because someone's fucking shooting at you. Power goes off again. Banks aren't working. Everything collapses. So any one of three or four decent collapses takes us almost into the Stone Ages. So quit worrying about everything. Wake up in the morning and just look at your life and go, what do I need right now? I need a cup of coffee and something to eat. Don't need to go to work. You know, I mean, if the world ended. You don't need to put gas in your car. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do that. You need water. Oh, I'm thirsty. Fuck. Get a drink. Done. I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. You need a roof over your head. It's just like watching alone. What do you need the next day? Oh, I need to fucking hungry again. Eat some fucking food. Shoot something. I mean, I got quail right now. I can I can look out in my backyard and a family of quail or two families or however they, a covey, ran across my yard probably. That's enough food for me. Rabbits be coming out pretty soon. Squirrels will be running around. I had four javelinas in the last week come running through and everyone's like, you can't eat those. It's like, I'll eat a fucking pigeon if I'm hungry. Tell me what. People eat rats. So there's javelinas eh, running around. Four or five deers a while ago running through. And I live right by a fucking freeway. So when people start dying, sure, they'll hunt the area to death. Oh, well, that's awesome. Um, But they're going to die. Stupid people die. They die from lead poisoning and so many other things. So every month that I live, it's one more month knowledge and experience that I have to live another week. And for those weeks, 
It's another month. Pretty soon, I'm fucking Jeremiah Johnson. So reevaluate your life. I just wanted to tell everybody when you see everything shutting off, don't panic. I'm still alive. I'll just be on Contra Radio Network's Podbeam, um, putting up videos every once in a while. So anyway, um, you guys can uh, all email me if you want. I'm still on Facebook for now. Um, and you can follow me or Contra Radio Network and, and leave a, a, a thing. What I, whatever. Gmarkboyle at gmail.com. Anyway, I'll talk to you all later. I hope this uh, enlightened somebody by 1% because I'm not that bright. Have a good one. Bye-bye. We've made too many compromises already. Too many retreats. We invade our space and we fall back. I'm your huckleberry. The line must be drawn here. This far, no further. That's just my game.